step back see how everything popped off before i you know recorded the episode because you know in, in free agency anybody can sign at any day but we're gonna get into free agency because pretty much all the top free agents that everybody was looking at are gone right now so we're gonna go through it and we're gonna do it mostly what correlates with the kansas city chiefs so let's let's pop it off with the our biggest free agency signing because everybody knew what the glaring need was for the Kansas City Chiefs. You saw at the Super Bowl, even if you watch, if you're a Chiefs fan like me and you watch the Chiefs Sunday, Monday, or Thursday, you know that the offensive line needed some upgrading. Um, Pat Trick Mahomes usually has a, you know, he's good at getting out the pocket, but you know, is a lot of times where, you know, he had to run for his life. You know, not as bad as the Super Bowl, but there have been some games this year. You know, <clears throat> one that comes to memory is the Saints game where they was going after him. Uh, the Raiders game, they were after him. Even the, the first Chargers game in the beginning of the season, they were getting after him and that's the ongoing theme with the Chiefs. You know, if you can get at Pat a little bit, hit him a little bit, you know, the offense tends to struggle. And they don't move the ball like they're capable of doing when he has a clean pocket or, you know, when he's you know, has time to throw the ball. So, with that being said, they make their first move by going to get, going to get Joe Thunny. He played for the uh, New England Patriots, all-pro all guard. He was an all-pro guard. Um, 
was a top-level guard last year for the New England Patriots. He scored out on PFF. You know, a lot of scouts, uh, you know, analysts love this guy. So this was a big signing to shore up that left side. Um, I love the signing. They signed him to a five-year, $80 million, $32.5 million guaranteed. A lot of people will say, well, that's a lot of money for a guard. But you know what? When you have the $500 million man, you got to go out there and get the best. And you got to make sure that your quarterback is upright at all times. Now, now is that going to happen? Is that realistic? No. There are going to be some games where defensive end gets the better of the offensive line. And Pat's going to have to make something like he always does, something out of nothing. But... At the end of the day, you try to make it less and less possible for a defensive line to wreck your offensive game plan. So you get the best offensive line you can get. So they went out and they got Joe Thunny. Then <clears throat> they signed Kyle Long, who was a, a very good uh, guard for the um, Chicago Bears for a while. He sat out last year, probably because of COVID, came back this year, um, he actually retired. I don't know if he retired because of COVID, but he retired. He's back now. He's in shape. So they signed him to a one-year, $1.5 million deal, $1.45 guaranteed, which is a pretty good deal. Um, it could end up being a steal, putting him on the right side. Maybe him and um, um, LDT battles out for that right side. If Kyle wins, that's a win. If he doesn't, he's dead. So there's nothing wrong with that. Um, I have no problem with the signing. Then we hear, and this is where I'll take free agency as far as the Chiefs go, because there was a lot of close signing with the Chiefs. Um, But the Chiefs tried to go out there and get left tackle, all pro left tackle, Trent Williams from the San Francisco 49ers. Now, it was a bitty... Excuse me, it was a bidding war between the two, between the Chiefs and the um, and the 49ers. And according to reports, they were right there. But at the last hour, um, the 49ers just end up coming through Kyle Shanahan. He made the phone call to Kyle Shanahan. And Kyle pushed the, the envelope forward. Rest is history. Um, Trent Williams ended up getting a big contract. It was like, I think it was, what, six years? Like, 80 $180 million. I don't know. I forgot how much it was. Um, but it was a big number. It was definitely a big number. And here's, here's the thing. I don't have no problem for, with them going to get Trent Williams. And I don't have no problem with them throwing big money because you want to show up at least want the – the most important side of the offensive line is what? The left side, with the left tackle and the left guard. And that's why the left tackle makes all the big bucks. And I know a lot of people were like, well, Trent is, what, 33? He'll be, he's 32, he'll be 33 when the season starts. And he's got a little injury history and all that. I hear all that. But sometimes you got to go overpay for the best thing to make sure something goes right. Sometimes you got to overpay to be successful. And 
going out to get Trent Williams would have definitely shored up that left side of the line. More than likely, Pat wouldn't have had as much trouble coming from that left side. But, unfortunately, it didn't happen. So here we are now. And a lot of left tackles have signed other places. Right now, the only tackles that are out there are um, Alejandro and uh, Alejandro Villanueva and Russell Okun. Now, there's been reports that the Chiefs have looked at Russell Okun. We'll see how that goes, see if they just go ahead and sign him. Because, personally, I do want them to sign a veteran left tackle and still take a tackle in the draft so he can sit behind the veteran for a year and then boom. Or if the if the rookie ends up being better than the left tackle, hey, you got depth at that left side. So that ended up happening. Then we hear that the Chiefs were looking for a veteran wide receiver to replace Sammy Watkins. Or, you know, yeah, a veteran wide receiver. They was trying to get a, a receiver maybe on a one-year deal uh, due to the uh, – the salary cap restraints, um, not as big number as usually is, of course, because of COVID. So they were trying to, you know, I heard, you know, there was rumors they wanted Curtis Samuel. They looked at Corey Davis. Um, they even looked at Kenny Galladay, um, A.J. Green, who ended up signing with the Cardinals. Um, they tried to get Juju Smith-Schuster. They tried to get him on a. They offered him an eight million dollar deal with three with three million incentives. Um, but and Juju ended up passing on that and just taking the cheaper eight million dollar flat rate from the Pittsburgh Steelers. Which is, you know, a lot of fans was like, well, why would you go back to Pittsburgh? Sometimes fan players. Don't want to be up. Think about being uprooted from a place for one year. And then you got to think about the following year saying, okay, what if I don't re-sign with the Kansas City Chiefs? Now I got to uproot my life one more, uh, one more time somewhere else. Where I can just stay in Pittsburgh where everything is set up. I still got my apartment. I still got, I don't have to move. You know, I, or I don't have to live out of a suitcase in a hotel room and people I don't know. I know most of the people, you know, I may, he's built probably relationships in Pittsburgh. It makes sense. You know, it makes sense for Juju to say no. It makes sense for T.Y. Hilton to want to go back to the Colts. It makes sense for a lot of these free agencies, free agents who passed on the Chiefs. I know everybody thought, well, we got Patrick Mahomes. Everybody's going to be clamoring to play for the Chiefs. And that's still not, that's still probably the case. But a lot of players probably want to sign for multiple years. They want to get, they also want to get paid. Or they also want stability. You know, they want that stability to know that, okay, I'm going to be here at least for the next three years or four years. Or some even might sign a five-year contract. But a lot of these players want that security to know, okay, I don't have to, I'm going to be at this one location for the next three years. And that makes all the sense in the world. I know, you know, the market is, is, you know, lower now with the salary cap, but 
I can understand these wide receivers saying, you know what, or any de- or any player, defensive, offensive player, saying, you know what, I'm going to stay here. Even in the case of Josh Reynolds, because a lot of people will say, well, Chris, Josh Reynolds, he left uh, the he left and went somewhere else, and that's true. But think about this: if you're Josh Reynolds, you go to Kansas City. You're like you're you're you could, you're gonna come in battling for probably the third or fourth option with Miko Harmon and Byron Pringle. It's gonna be a battle. Let's say you don't now you're already a step behind those two because they know the playbook. You gotta learn it. So you're already a step behind. Rather than, okay, I can go to Tennessee because cause Corey Davis is gone. They're gonna need a number two receiver behind AJ Brown. Makes all the sense in the world for Josh Reynolds to have a better chance to be in the second option in Tennessee to him being a third or fourth option in Kansas City. Because you know how Andy Reid is and that you know how complicated his playbook is. So we got to take an account of all things. You got to take an account that people don't want to be up, you know, having to uproot yourself to a different location for one year and also you got to take into account, uh, consideration the opportunity. A lot of people say, well, with Tyreek Hill and, and Travis Kelsey on the side, you're going to get mad opportunities. Yeah, but you also got to take into account that they're going to try to make me call Hardman successful this year. I believe with the COVID offseason, it was a little bit harder. There was no OTAs. There was no uh, mini camps. There was none of that. I think this year they're going to have more men. They're going to have the OTAs. They're going to have it to where Miko can come in and work. He'll be able to work with Pat more to get that connection. He wasn't able to work with Pat in the offseason. He wasn't able to get that connection. I think this year they'll be able to do that. So, and I know a lot of fans have their gripes with Miko. I, I have my gripes. Most of my gripes is on his punt and kickoff returns. But as a receiver and as a weapon, he's made big plays. And I think this year he will be better than last year. Yes, he had a drop-off. But I, I believe that had to do with a lot. Had to do with continuity and not being able to work with Pat in the offseason. Not being able to get that, that timing down. And him, you know, diving in that playbook to get that timing down. So I believe this year they're going to make sure Miko gets more extended role in this in this offense. They want Miko to be successful. Brett Veach wants Miko Harmon to be successful. Especially when he was in the same draft as DK Metcalf and AJ Brown. And I think Debo Samuels was in that draft too. It was a few other people that was in that draft. That that Miko Harmon got picked in front of. Now, does Miko need to be a 1,000-yard receiver? No, he doesn't. But he does need to be anything north of 700 and at least six to seven touchdowns. So, 
they're going to do it. Same thing with Byron Pringle. They want Byron Pringle because he's shown flashes. So they want either one of those two to step up to be their third option. But they wanted to bring in some competition, too, with a Juju Smith-Schuster or Corey Davis. They wanted to bring in or Curtis Samuels. They wanted to bring in some competition to make those boys step up. And I believe that they will address receiver in the draft early, for at least in the second or third round. I do believe a receiver will be drafted by the Kansas City Chiefs. So, other, that's why also they re-signed Demarcus Robinson. And I know a lot of people had their grabs about Demarcus Robinson. Because the thing about Demarcus Robinson, he is so up and down. Like, his inconsistency is crazy. Like, one game, Demarcus Robinson can look like a number one wide receiver. Like, dude could be explosive, running pass, catching touchdowns. And then there's the Demarcus Robinson that looks like he don't know where he's supposed to be on the field. He's carrying, he's holding the ball with one hand, trying to fumble. <laughs> Is you know, with Demarcus Robinson, you know, what you see is what you get. You're gonna may get a game where he looks like the number one wide receiver or a top flight wide receiver, and then you might get the Demarcus Robinson that looks, you know. Like the fifth or sixth round pick that he was. I think it was a fourth round pick. But that was the knock on Demarcus Robinson coming out of college. That he was inconsistent. But I don't mind the signing because he knows uh, the offense. And, you know, he's capable of making big plays. So I don't mind them re-signing Demarcus Robinson. They also re-signed Dan Sorson and Taco Charlton. Um, Now, as far as Dan Sorson, look, I know a lot of us like Dirty Dan, and Dirty Dan has made some crucial plays, especially in the Super Bowl run, in the Texans game, um, I want to say in the Tennessee Titan game, and a few other games, you know, Dirty Dan has made plays in the regular season and in in the um, in the playoffs. And when he's playing, when you know, when Dan's his best is when Tyron Matthew can roam around the field and cover up a lot of the deficiencies with Daniel Sorensen. Because the one thing about Dan Sorensen is that he is a liability against tight ends and coverage. Now, hopefully. And I saw it towards the end of the season. Hopefully, Juan Thornhill returns back to his rookie season and better. Hopefully, he comes back to that player where he's not thinking about his leg anymore. His confidence is back. He's flying around. Because I saw a little bit of that in in the Buffalo Bills AFC Championship game. I saw a little bit of that in the Browns game. He was flying around. And that's the and if we can get that one Thornhill, that'll be great. <clears throat> that'll be great. Cause that'll upgrade the safety position and the defensive back position. Um, and then as far as Taco Charlton, great move. I loved it. 
He looked like, you know, he looked like he was going to take off a little bit. As far as being a pass rusher, you could still add him in there on that on that other side of Frank Clark. As the rotation goes, I'm pretty sure they'll probably draft somebody so they can add it to the mix. But I love, I liked what I saw from Taco before he got hurt. So let's hopefully he, he takes it to that next level and he's motivated to try to get that big contract. Then. Of course, as we were speaking of wide receiver, Sammy Watkins, he ends up signing with the Ravens on a one-year deal that was, like, worth $6 million. I think it was $5 million guaranteed. Don't quote me on that. Might have been three. But here's the reality, folks. Sammy is over with the Ravens. And you know the Ravens have been, for years, trying to beat the Kansas City Chiefs, and they cannot get over the hump. By beating us. We own the Ravens. When Patrick Mahomes is on the squad, we own the Ravens. Even some of the games was a dog. The first game that we played against the Ravens when Lamar Jackson started, it was a dog fight. It took a a couple miracle plays (laughs) from, from Patrick Mahomes to win that game. But the other few games, we pretty much dominate. Now, this could be a possibility. Sammy Watkins could go to the Ravens and end up starting all 16 games. Let's just let's put a cap on. Let's say 13 games. Even if he starts 13 games. Let's say Sammy ends up with 1,100 yards and 9 to 10 touchdowns. I don't want to hear you Chiefs fans who was telling me that Sammy Watkins can't stay healthy. He's easy. We need to let him go. We need another receiver. I'm not signing him to another deal. I don't want to hear y'all talking about, oh, we dropped the ball. We let Sammy go because y'all been whining this free agency. And, you know, you lucky I'm not going to get on that. I'm going to leave that alone because a lot of y'all been whining this free agency and forgot so we still got Patrick Mahomes, we still got Andy Reid, we still got Eric Enemy, we still got a great team. We're still the best team in the AFC. With all the, you know, I know we need a left tackle, and I know we need a defensive end, and we need another wide receiver, and possibly another corner and a linebacker, but we are better off than most, te- excuse me, most teams. We are better off than most teams. I will take our team over any team right now. With all the deficiencies that we have, I will take our team over any team right now. But, not to go on a rant. I don't want to hear y'all talking about, oh, we draw the ball, we let Sammy go. I wish Sammy all the uh, the best. Um, I appreciate him on that Super Bowl run, how he stepped up, That was, you know, Sammy stepped up, especially in the playoffs. Um, He made big plays, and I appreciate Sammy, and I hope Sammy the best. I hope he's healthy with the Ravens. I hope him and Lamar Jackson build a connection. I hope Sammy, people don't understand, Sammy's only 26. He's young, man. He is a young dude. So sky's the limit for Sammy. If Sammy balls out this year, he could get a big contract somewhere else. That's the crazy part. 
even if Sammy has a, a a pretty good year, let's say Sammy has, I don't know, 950 yards and eight to nine touchdowns, he there is still a market out there for Sammy Watkins. He can still go somewhere and sign a decent deal. So all the best to Sammy Watkins. Now, last night we end up signing a big free agent acquisition, and sometimes we get these late cut, you know, releases from team from players from teams that you you probably didn't see coming. Jaron Reed, he ends up getting released from the Seattle Seahawks. Now they wanted him to take a pay cut. He still would have made anything, but he still would have made eight point five million dollars, but he refused it. Which means, and he took less to come to the Chiefs. He took a one-year, $7 million deal with $5 million guaranteed, which lets me know he wanted out of Seattle. He wanted out of Seattle. He did not want to be in Seattle no more. So, and with us picking him up, that opens up a lot of things for our defensive line. He is a, he's a very good defensive tackle. Now, I see Chris Jones or Aaron Donald or, or uh, Grady Jarrett. No. He's not one of them. But he is a very good defensive tackle. He's going to be good against the run. Him And, and he has pass rush ability when he's next to you know, top-level pass rushers. When he was in Seattle with Frank Clark, he had one of his best years with ten and a half sacks. So hopefully him and Frank can duplicate their continuity with Chris Jones in the middle, Taco Charlton on the outside, and possibly a rookie on the other side. Or they go sign Melvin Ingram, who came and visit. He hasn't signed anywhere else. There's still a possibility that Melvin Ingram could still signs with the Kansas City Chiefs. Now we have a formidable pass rush. Now our defensive line can be that force, that rotation of of getting after the quarterback. We got depth. And that's what we need on that D-line. We need that nastiness. And hopefully with Jaron Reed, we can keep Anthony Hitchens a little bit more clean to where he doesn't have to, you know, tackle as much. He doesn't have to get all in the mess. He can just pick his spot, pick his gap, boom, hit. Same thing with Willie Gay. Pick his spot, pick his gap, and shoot. Hit the gap hard, boom. That's what we want. So this was a very good signing. Um... So, it's going to be interesting. You know, the draft is coming up. And like I said, we have, you know, we got our needs, man. We definitely still need a left tackle. I believe they go sign a Russell Kuhn or Alejandro Villamueva. Um, We do need a defensive end. I wouldn't be surprised if they do sign a Melvin Ingram. There's still a few others. There's a Carlos Dunlap. There's a few other defensive ends out there, veteran. Maybe Justin Houston. You never know. Um, there is some defensive end veterans out there. There's a linebacker. There is a linebacker out there. I wouldn't mind the Chiefs going out there. And that's Fred, uh, not Fred Warner, but uh, uh, he was with the um, uh, he was with the Saints last year. He just got released. I forgot his name, but he was a pretty good linebacker. Oh man, 
That's gonna mess me up. Anyway, <clears throat> but linebacker is high on the on the board. Um, wide receiver, maybe another corner. Now they did sign back Shavarius Ward. They put him on a second year, uh, second round tender. So any he was a restricted free agent. So he signed for one more year. But if a team wanted Shavarius Ward, they would have to give us a second round pick, or we could match it. But uh, they end up returning Shavarius Ward. So that rotation will end up being interesting. I know they wanted Patrick Peterson, but Pat Peterson ended up going to the Vikings for a one-year, $10 million deal. Um, So I wouldn't be surprised if they addressed corner in the draft. And there's still some pretty decent corners out there. Richard Sherman. um, You can bring in a Troy Hill. Um, Matter of fact, I think Troy Hill signed with somebody else. But there are... Some decent corners out there. Um, I think it was named Rodney Poole. There are some decent corners out there on the market. So, it'll be interesting to see what the Chiefs do leading up to the draft and going into the draft. We will see what the needs are. But, hopefully they make the right moves and we'll be ready for this 2021 season. Also, there are rumors that uh, the uh, the NFL committee uh, plans on extending the football season to 17 games. Now, a lot of players don't like this. Now, understand, I personally don't care for it because why wear your why wear your players out so thin? You bar you know you now you got a week 17 game. You're probably going to get a lot of teams with who are locked into their playoff spots. They're not going to play their stars on week 17. Just know that. I don't care if you got a key matchup now. If there's teams that are vying for that number one spot, you might get that. But you're running the risk. Now, you can say, well, injuries can happen anytime. But let's say for the sake of argument, for the last game, you want to run that risk of putting your players out there and getting hurt right before the playoffs, I think a lot of teams are going to sit their players. I think some teams might even sacrifice the number one um, seed and sit their players and the rest of them and say, bump it, we'll go travel. We'll get our one one uh, play home playoff game and let the chips fall where they may. If we get the tri- if we got to travel, cool. If we don't, cool. So it'll be interesting to see how this plays out, man. But uh, that's all my time today. Thank y'all for paying, for listening, man. For for uh, rocking with me. I know you know I, I <clears throat> my my episodes have been dropping sporadically, but you know with work and other things going on, you know I, I try to get it try to get in here and record something for y'all when I can, man. But I'm definitely going to be recording more. Uh, leading up to the draft, so just know I will be dropping more episodes. Don't you know? Continue to support and show your love. I appreciate y'all. Um, it's like I said, like I always say, if you want to follow me, follow me on social media. Um, all social media websites from Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook Arrowhead Chief Podcast. Just look it up, you'll find it. Um, 
if you want to uh, subscribe to the channel. It's on all uh, podcast type websites from Apple, Google, Spotify, um, Breaker, all of the top podcast type streaming apps. You can find Arrowhead Chief Podcast. Like you said, once again, thank y'all. Hope y'all have a good week, a beautiful week. Um, and I uh, hope y'all be blessed, man. Thank y'all for listening. And I'm gone.